Hey, hey, thanks for joining me. I'm your host, Adam Benzman, and welcome to the Roof Strategist podcast and YouTube channel, your number one resource for free roofing sales training on YouTube and your go-to listen for when you're out driving in your truck, needing some inspiration on how to market yourself, generate leads, overcome objections, and get more sales. If you'd like to join the Roof Strategist Insiders and get a free copy of my ebook, Three Tricks to Get to the Kitchen Table, and get emails every Tuesday with new episode notifications, insider tips, tricks, and the occasional lives that I do, head on over to www.roofstrategist.com and sign up right now for free. That's all, and let's hop right into this week's episode. Hello again, Adam here, Roof Strategist, and we are back with another Lockdown Live. Things are adding up. Email went out on time, and today we're talking horror stories. So, topic today, dealing horror stories um, with horror story customers and huge mess-ups. You guys ever had any oopsies? Oopsies suck. Comment let me know. I'd love to hear your stories, by the way. I'll, I'll probably read them at the end if uh, we get enough folks to share them. Otherwise, I'm just going to jump right in. Listen, here's what I'm going to be sharing with you today. This isn't just story time. Yes, there's going to be stories, but there's key lessons and takeaways that I'm going to be sharing that helped me both adapt my workflow, learn how to handle crazy customers, and avoid stuff in the court system. So I'm going to be sharing a series of one, two, three, five mildly entertaining and somewhat horrifying stories, along with seven steps to help you embrace this confrontation because the reality is it's roofing. It's not a matter, it's not a matter of if stuff goes wrong, it's when it goes wrong and how bad will it be and how can you run damage control to fix it. So um, yes, there'll be some entertainment and you're also going to see some tactical takeaways to use in your customer service side of things. For owners that are watching, take notes. There are things that I learned the hard way that you should implement in your operational systems to avoid craziness. So let's begin. I'm going to share a few stories with you, the key takeaways. I'm saving the best one for last, which was absolutely nuts. All right. First, I get a phone call. It's 930 at night and downpouring rain. Customer says, you guys screwed up. She didn't say the word screwed up. She was a little more creative. And my husband's in the hospital with carbon monoxide poisoning because of you. The exhaust vent from the water heater had been pulled up when we had flashed. She claims that he had carbon monoxide poisoning is in the ER and she's threatening to sue us. So I run over there. I get the crew over there. I'm dispatching people. I've got the attorney on one phone. <laughs> I've got the uh, crew on the other phone, getting them out there and trying to manage damage control. Because this is serious, right? Like I'm laughing now. You'll see why I'm laughing. There were no people that were hurt, harmed in this process. Fire department's out. So I call the fire department. I get the fire department out. I call the crew so we can address everything. I get a plumber out to handle whatever's going on down there. And I'm on the phone with the attorney. By the way, there were no, there, the carbon monoxide poisoning was negative. Okay. Now the, the fire department, which by the way, let me just take a step back here. Cause I, I kind of jumped right full in. I'm freaking out because I thought legitimately someone was hurt. I'm also getting an earful. This was going on. It's raining out. I opened the door. My dogs brought mud in. She wanted her carpets clean. Her husband's in the hospital, all this stuff. So I'm like, first of all, we got to just solve the issue. So 
let's get into damage control mode. I didn't care about the pro like the byproduct of what was going to happen. I want to make sure this guy's okay. So fire department, come out and do a carbon dioxide test. Negative. Great. Crew, get up on the roof, double check. Everything's cool. I want the customer to see I take the thing seriously, by the way. And I uh, got the plumber out to make sure that that everything was all hunky-dory down there. I don't want anyone, any fingers pointing saying, you don't know what you're talking about. Like, no, you guys didn't do enough. Like, we deployed all the forces, okay? So meanwhile, the the wife's on the phone with her husband. She finds out test is negative. He had the flip and flu, but they were right. This, the exhaust did uh, get pulled up. We remedied the situation. And everything was fine. By the way, I offered as an apology for the inconvenience to cover the expense, what was it gonna be 200 bucks to get her carpets clean because the dogs were running outside. She was panicked. They came in, there's mud everywhere. And I handled this like a pro. She never took me up on the offer because she felt really stupid for threatening to sue us for, for her husband having the flu when she claimed it was carbon monoxide poisoning. So the key takeaways on this one is always acknowledge people seriously, react the right way, show people that you care, and offer to rise to the occasion because stuff will go wrong. So entertainment value out of the way. I want to talk about this one. This one was inspired. Jason, who I'm sure you've seen on the channel, he he uh, he shows up to all the lives and he emailed me a little story. I'm not going to share all the details of his company name or anything because he asked for me to keep private. Well, I will share the, the key the key message that was one of the, the emails because I got about three emails sharing. How do I deal with this? How do I deal with this? Customer's mad. Customer won't pay. Customer doesn't like the shingles. Customer sees, you know, the roof took swing. It wasn't swayed before. Oh, yeah, it was. You just never looked at your roof because there were not, not new shingles up there. Well, the issue that Justin, or excuse me, that Jason was having, basically, customer doesn't want to pay because the uh, shingles, something going on, she's like, um, whatever. And he says, well, what do you do? So it's got to be documented. So here's an issue. There's two stories I'm going to share back to back. Um, one is I accidentally on the fly miswrote down the color and I forget the color names because they all, every manufacturer's got their different names. There's two grays from Owens Corning and Contract said one gray. Well, I was going for memory when I filled out my work order and I did the other gray. Meanwhile, guys at work while we do the roof, I get a phone call. He goes, Adam, this isn't the color of the shingles that I picked out. Meanwhile, the crew is driving in that last shingle and cleaning up. And I'm sitting there. I go white in the face. So I just installed an entire roof of the wrong shingle color. That is a mistake, my friends, that you make one time and one time only. So you're probably thinking, well, holy crap, what did you do? Because ultimately, this guy had every right, and we would have been in a position to have to do it, for him to say, I want it done the right way with the right color. But what I ended up doing, there's two lessons, how I approached it, how I saved it, which only ended up costing a thousand bucks, and what learned moving forward. Let's go to what learned moving forward first. What we ended up learning moving forward is that the crew, when they show up, needs to double check the material that it matches the paperwork before it's installed because there are suppliers that will make mistakes to deliver the wrong stuff to the wrong house. Things get pulled. Human error happens. So moving forward, the crew, before they were allowed to install, double check the work order, both the volume of material that everything was there so we didn't get last minute phone calls and to make sure that the right color showed up. So that's lesson one. Lesson two, before saying, oh crap, because the guy was all right, I showed up. His wife was chewing me out. And here I am sitting there and I'm like, Zen, Adam, Zen, let's just absorb it. So I let her get it all out, kind of tuck her herself out while she's screaming at me, bought me some time to figure out, well, what do I do? Well, the uh, homeowner, the um, husband of the couple um, said to me, you know, my wife's really pissed. It's not that big a deal, but I got to get her buy-in. And I said, listen, 
I have a couple options. Ultimately, which by the way, I let them know, I'm going to make this right, whatever it takes, because we messed up. It's my fault. Now, that being said, how important is this? He goes, gray is gray. One's light, one's dark. I said, what was your out-of-pocket expense? He tells me it was a thousand bucks. I said, here's the deal. We messed up. I messed up. And I explained why I took ownership of it. And I said, if I can do this, would you agree? He says, yes. I said, if I can eat the out-of-pocket expense, so you owe nothing on this project, would that make you happy? He says, yes. $1,000 saved an entire re-roof, which by the way, who knows what that would have cost. I mean, it was like a 30 square roof. So uh, paid for shingles, paid for labor, tore it all off and paid for it a second time. Would have been expensive, right? So that thousand bucks came out of my commission. This was before I was in a management role and uh, I learned a big lesson from it. So through some of these battle scars, I learned how to conf- how to handle this confrontation that is incredibly challenging and frustrating and, and difficult because you're getting yelled at. When we do business in people's homes, it's their castle. They the, the inner crazy comes out and these horror stories come out. And here's another one, by the way. This is one of the most valuable lessons I ever, ever um uh, learned. This one ended up in court and I'm going to share this with you. Crew shows up, salesman shows up. Okay. This is at the point in my career when I was handling all of the oopsie customers and complaints. And to be frank, I actually kind of enjoyed it. And the reason why is I enjoyed taking someone who's so escalated and not used to being heard and respected, hearing them out, proposing a solution, handling it appropriately, and they'd end up referring business to us. And it showed the integrity of who we were as an organization. And most people hate this stuff. I'm not saying you're going to ever start liking it. But I I found the challenge to be very interesting. And when I stopped taking it personally and I just addressed people where they were, amazing things happened. So here's a story of this one ending up in court. A lesson that we learned the hard way and ended up uh, costing us some money. So this goes back to what Jason emailed about was shingles not looking right. Okay. Um, We show up day of the job. Okay. Uh, I forget the color. It was like a red shingle we were putting on the roof. And ABC, I believe it was, did not deliver material. There was some sort of mix-up. We find out that material's out of stock. So we knock on the door, talk to Mr. Homeowner. This is the salesman uh, of mine. And he says, hey, here's a red. This one's the one you ordered. It's out of stock. If you want this one, we got to do another day. Crew's here. If you want to get your roof done and you're okay with this color, we can do it. How's that sound? He goes, "Ah, I don't care. Well, little did we know that Mr. Homeowner had a Budweiser in his hand at 7 in the morning. 7.30, 8, whatever it was when when the crew showed up. He was drunk, not just having a breakfast beer. Breakfast goes with, you know, beer goes with cereal. No, he was absolutely faced, hammered, says yes to it. We do the roof. He wakes up from his drunken stupor. He is pissed off that we did the roof in the wrong color. Well, guess what? Our salesman said, dude, I talked to you at 8 this morning. You said it was okay. So you know what he does? He turns and he walks right into his house and he grabs his paperwork and he says, this shingle bundle is not the same color that's on this paperwork. He took us to court. I sat in arbitration with our lawyer and his lawyer. Not only did he win because we installed a product that was not on the contract, which by the way, in arbitration, we decided to settle. He ended up trying to sue us for double damages. So we ended up settling in arbitration before this. What's the key takeaway? Every single thing needs to be in writing. This this email I got with a video explaining this this frustration from a a fan of the channel said, what do I do in this situation? The homeowner doesn't like the shingles. So is it written down? No. Your word, my word means nothing. Everything must be documented. Otherwise, these become very costly lessons. You learn them once. So what happened after that? 
we created a change order form. Every single thing, if anything changed on the scope to the project, would get documented with a date. If there was an increase in price, if there was rotted decking, if there was a shingle color change, if there was anything that we added, it was documented on a change order form. Owners, everything needs to go on a change order form. Salespeople, even when you think people are good, it needs to be documented in writing and signed. Every single thing needs to be signed and dated and initialed and dated, period. Okay? That was an expensive lesson. Here's another one. I end up, this one ended up in court in arbitration as well. I sat there and kicked his attorney and my attorney out of the office and settled it literally with a handshake. You're going to laugh at this one. Two big, powerful lessons for owners and salespeople. So through another little mix up, which these things happen, by the way, I'm sharing these as a vulnerable time because it is roofing, it's construction, things go wrong. There's a lot of moving pieces. Okay. So I get this uh, call. Guy doesn't want to pay his final bill. I say, Why don't you, what's going on, man? He says, you damaged my gutters. So I show up at the house to take a look at his gutters and it looks like someone at some point in time had set a ladder up and they scuffed the gutters. So older home. And I said, let me take a look at something. So I pop into our CRM. Part of our workflow process was to have customers. Uh, we do a walkthrough beforehand and after. So we take pictures before pictures and after pictures of the driveway, every elevation, everything. That way we know if anything was damaged, we're responsible. If not, the homeowner signs off on it. I used to joke and call it the U-Haul inspection. Imagine taking a U-Haul out. So we're going to do an inspection just like that. So we know what condition your home's in versus what it's in after. That way, if we do mess anything up, we'll take care of you. And if not, what we have happen is sometimes people be like, well, that wasn't there. And then they want their whole house painted. Well, it was there beforehand. So I explained this to homeowners. It's like the U-Haul pre-rental inspection, like you get a rental car. So I show them the photos to say, man, you know, the the show the photo shows this was actually there beforehand. He refused. So he takes me to court. Okay. We're sitting in arbitration. I pull up the photos and I'm like, deal done. And you know what his attorney says? He goes, those could have been doctored or edited. And I laughed in his face. And then I realized he was freaking serious. He was serious. And he was willing to bring this attorney, which by the way, I was working on one of those contingency attorneys, wasn't going to charge anything unless he won. So this attorney's fighting tooth and nail to win. And I looked at our attorney and I'm like, you're joking me. It's There's a picture. There's a date. It's the old shingles, old vents. Like It is indisputable. And he says, you guys altered it. My client said it wasn't there. I said, he not only saw the pictures, he signed off on it. Literally, pre-inspection. And you know what happened? So we're sitting in arbitration, going back and forth. We're going nowhere. This attorney is a total scumbag. And I finally say, listen, I turn to our attorney, who's a great dude, by the way, and his attorney, and I say, may I respectfully ask if I can just have a moment and chat and see if we can come to a resolution? They say, yes, kick him out of the room. I look him dead in the eye and I say, hey, can I ask you a question? What's the real issue here? I think we both know. And he says, honestly, I just don't have the $800 to pay that's left on my balance. And he was willing to take us to court because his attorney who's working on contingency said, oh, I can poke all these holes in their contract and we can sue for this and we can sue for this. And he got all these grand ideas in this guy's head. He's going to sue us for all these things. Well, for us to defend that in court, it's going to cost a lot of money. So this is a business decision. Is it worth our time to move forward? So I said to him, if I can resolve this by just eating the $800 right now, can we be done? And he says, yes. So I shake his hand, wave the 800 bucks off the bill, which some of you might be saying, it's principal. Yeah, it is. But guess what? My time's valuable. My time plus an attorney's time to show back up in a court and go into a further process would run up an $800 bill like that. So this was a business decision to just say, done, be done, be done, be done, get rid of this guy, move on.
Okay. So what was the key takeaway? Always, always, always take photos, have them sign off on it and document everything like you would on a U-Haul, right? You can do a picture of the house, but a little X say gutter is damaged. Okay. Gutter has an issue, gutter scratch, whatever it is. Do it like a car rental and walk the prop property. Take those before photos and document them. We've even had people say, I want my entire driveway repaved because your dumpster cracked it. The crack was there beforehand. There's freaking grass growing from the crack. This didn't happen last week. Grass doesn't grow and sprout overnight but people are wild. So we have to be proactive about it. Um, all right. So uh, this is the key takeaway. Photo, document, do it like a U-Haul or a car rental, put a little X, document the snot out of everything. You cannot over-document. If I had more supporting evidence, it would have been a non-issue. Luckily, that one only costs 800 bucks plus the attorney bill and my time. But not so fun. I know. David says, some people. <laughs> Jason says, wow. Karen, glad you're here. Good thing you were having social hours six feet apart, it sounds like. Um, all right. Now, I want to share uh, two more because these are really common things that might that might happen. So I, I hit this st story. I did that one. Yeah, this is the last one. So I get a call from a customer. This is a salesman. By the way, funny side story on this. This salesman of ours was a, a larger, when I say larger, I mean like bodybuilding type guy. And someone found in the Craigslist misconnections that said, um, they basically wrote, it was, a, it was a woman who answered the door and she said, misconnection ad, I'm really bummed that my husband was home. You were so attractive. And then it went really raunchy. Someone found it and we taped it up all over our office. It was hysterical. She was like totally swooning over our, our salesman. <laughs> so anyway, this salesman, uh, he's out on a job site and he goes, Adam, I need your help. This homeowner is tearing into me. So I call him up call her up and I'm like, Hey, what's going on? What's going on with the roof? We're in the middle of doing it. She goes, I'm looking at my insurance paperwork. By the way, this was redec paid for by the insurance company. And she says, Hey, I'm, I'm looking at the insurance paperwork. They're paying for CDX to re to, to, to re-roof or uh, redeck my house. And they're calling it. And I forget the amount it was X dollars amount per sheet. You guys delivered OSB. This isn't CDX or plywood. And I'm, I called up the local hardware store. It was a Menards. It was in the Midwest and they're selling it for X a sheet and you're charging this. And I want a credit for the difference. And I thought it was a joke. I'm like, the scope said CDX plywood. We're putting on OXB. She wanted a direct credit per sheet for the hard cost from what the local hardware store was selling it or big box store. Maybe it was Lowe's or Home Depot. I don't remember. And I'm sitting there because I'm sure this will happen. Well, the people at Nickel and Dime, well, I saw this and you didn't do that. Guess what? So I had to sit there and explain to the homeowner, which you just need to be ready for this to, to say, I understand what's going on, which I'm, by the way, I'm going to get into those seven steps to help you out in this in a, in a bit uh, or in a second um, and explain, you're right. That is what they charge. However, our supplier specializes in roofing. We use OSB all the time. It's actually what they stock. And you'll notice that it came delivered on a truck, set down on your property, and then manually lifted onto your roof before it was installed. These all have costs to them. Now, the CDX that you called about in the difference to OSB from a technical side on your roof makes zero difference. And what they do not include in the price when you call Home Depot is someone to load it onto a truck, to drive it to your spot, to put it on uh, uh, a um, piggy, to bring it to your home, to drop it, and then for my guys to carry them one by one to your roof and then install them.
So luckily we overcame all of this, but she was very, very upset. And some people like the people that will sit on their front lawn in the launcher, drinking a beer, watching you work, we just need to be prepared for. So here's the goods of this process. Manage expectations and expect that all hell will break loose because if it hasn't already, it will. Okay. Oh, I forgot the best horror story, by the way. I realize I'm doing that one last. And it is really important to be armed with the information and knowledge that you need to, 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 to um, handle these as they come up the right way. Okay. So should we do another story or the seven steps? Let's do a story and then we'll close with the seven steps because these are very actionable. I've actually trained teams on using these. Okay. Um, this one was the worst story. I get a call. I'm three hours away from the customer. Every single alarm in the house is going wah, 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 wah. And I said, hey, what is going on? He goes, hey, a uh, rainstorm came in and the tarp blew off. By the way, this was a redeck. It was a Victorian home. And it's been pouring in the house for 30 minutes. And I think you should come out here. And the homeowner was calm. I drive. I was three hours away. I am gunning it towards him. And I'm on the phone with the salespeople and the crew. What happened is we'd torn all the shingles off and we were ready to do a redeck. Well, House is pretty exposed, wouldn't you agree? At that point, freak rainstorm comes in, rips the tarp off the roof, and it pours rain in this house for 45 minutes straight, 45 minutes. Every single surface from the roof to the attic insulation, to the walls, to the hardwood floor that was on the second floor and the first floor was drenched. And to add insult to injury, the house was on the market. So the freak rainstorm that came in blew this tarp up. The crew scrambling, trying to get it. Lightning is striking. They jump into their truck. There's literally nothing they could do on a 912 roof, two stories up in the pouring rain. $75,000 worth of damage was done to that home during that time period. I showed up. I helped calm the situation. I get the crew there, insurance company on the phone, everybody. We handled the situation, brought in a restoration company. The home was not even livable, uninhabitable for six weeks while we dried it out, refinished the floors, and repainted. We ended up having to file a claim with our insurance and the cruise insurance. And guess what? I went back and forth with the homeowner, and I got a letter of recommendation from them with how we handled it. This is the, the, the stuff that nightmares are made of. But when you handle things the right way with your customers, they turn into opportunities. I have it in writing. Adam, your company handled this so well that I know if anyone needs a roof, I would recommend you because hell or high water, I know you will stand behind it and take care of them. Can you believe that? $75,000 of damage, uninhabitable home. They had to move out. We paid for temporary housing and I get a letter of recommendation saying we'd recommend you. This is the power of this little seven-step system I'm going to show you. Okay, so here it is. Seven steps to wow a furious customer. Are you ready? First one, address the needs head on. I'll give you the example, the CDX piece, right? She's pissed about CDX versus OSB. Ma'am, my name's Adam. I'm here. I'm the uh, COO of the company. I'm happy to help out with everything. My understanding is, and I recap, this is what's in. I want to hit it head on. Yeah, then I'm gonna, what I'm going to do, that's step one. Okay, hit it head on. Step two, let her just tear into me. I'm just going to sit there and listen. I need them to just get it all out and let them know that I'm there to listen and that I care. I don't care how long it takes. I'm just going to sit there. Not arms crossed, be open. And I'm going to take some notes because I want to find what the real issue is, right? So I'm taking notes. And then here's what I do. I repeat back. Peggy, I'm really glad I'm here and I'm sorry all this happened. 
I'd like to repeat back to you what I'm hearing the issue is so I can work towards a resolution. Does that sound good? Yes. You will be amazed that one thing alone, repeating back to those people is going to, they will, all of a sudden their guard goes down, they're going to stop fighting you and you hint that you're working towards a solution. Okay. So that's step two, repeat it back. Step one, face them head on and just take it, let them dump and then repeat back. Okay. Number three is you want to express that commitment to making it right. Say, listen, I'm committed to resolving this issue for you. Are you open to us coming to a solution? Say yes. You'll notice I'm getting to yes. So I'm using some sales tactics here to get to yes. Then I say, here's what I propose. I'm going to come up with that solution and I'm going to deliver it. And then I'm going to say, does that sound agreeable? Okay. I love that language. Does that sound agreeable? I use it all the time. I want to get to yes. If they say yes, you know, you're on track. If they say no or not yet, modify the approach. So if I'm able to do this, will that work? Yes. Excellent. There may be some back and forth. Okay. So you get to yes. Then what you want to do is set the expectations moving forward. So here's what I'm going to do, Peggy. You're concerned about the CDX versus the OSB. Okay. We realize that there are certain factors that aren't included in the pricing. So what we're going to do is why, right? Which by the way, that was a bad example. I just pulled because ultimately nothing happened. We didn't credit her any money because there's no money to credit. But on that one, we'd say, hey, this is what we're going to do. What I'm going to do is resolve this. And if you're more comfortable, I'm happy to go to the insurance company, let them know we used OSB instead of CDX. And if they'd like to change anything, I'm happy to have them change it. Okay. They never did. So um, then I want to set the expectations moving forward. This is what we will do. And then I need to follow through. When you follow this approach, which I'm going to recap, address their needs head on and let them rip into you. Just listen. Don't take it personal, okay? People need to feel heard and listened to. Number two, repeat back what you heard them say. If I'm understanding this properly, I just want to make sure I'm understanding you clearly. The core of the issue is this, okay? Is that is that accurate? Yes. Then they're like, wow, he's not fighting me. He's listening. Then I move on to the third one, which is express the commitment. I'm committed to resolving this and working towards an agreeable solution. Does that sound okay to you? Yes. And they're like, oh, great. They're going to do it. Then I want to deliver the solution. What's it going to look like? I can do this. And then I want to get to yes. Does this sound agreeable? Well, if we can do this, well, let's resolve the issue. And they're going to say yes. And when they do, then I move into, okay, great. Here's what I'm going to do. And if you're in sales, I'm going to go talk to my manager. I'm going to talk to the owner. We're going to do this. We're going to get the crew back out, whatever it is. And then you just need to follow through. And if you do this, your service, your customer service is going to skyrocket. And most importantly, you're going to be armed with information to deal with the huge mess ups and not have any more horror story customers because it's just another day in the life of a roofing salesperson or a roofing company owner. It happens. So I hope this video helped. Um, I know that a few of you had emailed me with horror story situations, money tied up, people not wanting to pay, shingle color issues not coming on, um, people, uh, customers upset about like lawns getting damaged or or windows getting broken from from shingles. It happens, right? So how do you how do you do it? So now you've got a system to follow and some entertainment on horror stories. I'd love to hear your horror stories. I sent an email out, by the way. Shoot them in. I'll be, I'd love to hear what what's gone wrong in your world. We can add it to the book of a. Uh, of, of horror stories as they come up. Um, now, the right before I switch over to Q&A, because um, I see some, some comments coming in. If you like the video, give it a thumbs up. If you're subscribed to the channel, excuse me, if you are not subscribed to the channel, click below and subscribe. I'd also like to invite you just to join the, the insiders list. Uh, it's an email list where you get a free copy of my ebook and you get notifications when I go live and all that jazz. There's a link below. It's free. Um, I'd love to have you in there. Thank you for joining me today. Lockdown lives are going to be coming to an end somewhat soon as our country begins to reopen slowly, safely. Still be smart. I'm getting questions about door knocking and all that. Be smart, guys. I see people posting pictures on Facebook, still wearing masks when they're not selling. Awesome. Um, take care of people. Do the right thing. All right. Thanks for joining me. 
and I'm going to turn some attention over here. So uh, what if the customer is trying to get over on you, still use seven steps? Yes. Customers will always try to get something for free. Excuse me, I shouldn't say that. Not always. Many times people will try to get over on something. But when you actually boil it down, you'll be amazed at how many customers will be like, I feel really stupid for doing that. And they say, uh, um, by the way, Karen, I'm, hang on for a minute because there might be a way to continue this. Um, when I repeat back, like, so the issue is this. And then I repack, repeat back. So what I'm understanding is the issue is this, right? And they're like, Oh man, that sounds stupid. They're like, ah, oh, never mind. Don't even bother. So, Jason, if you do feel like someone's trying to take advantage, and you you actually go through this process to let them vent, and then you you repeat back. So I'm understanding the issue is this, and then you express the commitment. A lot of times it'll resolve, or sometimes you at least will it down to something really silly, and then it can kind of go away. So I hope that helps. Uh, put it to the test and let me know. Um, Karen says, "Too bad we'll miss you." So I am uh, I'm I am actually working on. A, on something. And this is a, a new idea, which I'd love if, if you're interested to just email me, Adam at Roof Strategist. These lockdown lives, they weren't planned. This lockdown wasn't planned. And I wanted to rise up and support my community, my fellow roofing sales people and owners through these times with new strategies and support, morale and, and motivation. And the feedback's been overwhelmingly positive. Um, I am considering doing something like this, but more in a tighter group setting, it would obviously have uh, some sort of financial investment behind it that I'd like to, to be uh, very affordable for folks. So nothing is set in stone. Um, I am thinking about it. And if you are interested or it's something that you would find interest in, in um, participating in, email me, adam at roofstrategist.com. Uh, if enough folks do, it's something I may roll out and it would be a little bit more of a private setting as well and a little bit more interaction with me one-on-one -on -one for you and your sales team. So uh, I wasn't actually planning on spilling the beans on that one, but Karen brought it up when she said that, that uh, she'd miss this thing. So Jason says all for it. Uh, but yeah, shoot me an email. I can share some details. We can see what that would look like moving forward. Uh, my main message is this. As you know, with my products and these videos, I want everyone to, to feel inspired and fueled with actionable items. I want people to feel supported. And I want to make sure that everything is affordable and like value here and investment here. Same with my products. Again, for you, those of you that are purchased from me, that's totally fine because you're here getting a ton of value that you can actually use and implement, right? So that is a deep commitment of mine, and we can we can chat details. Uh, but I do want people to know that I, I'd love for this, if it does get off the ground, if there is enough interest, that it would be affordable for both um, individual salespeople. You're not breaking the bank. Like you're like, oh, I totally love doing that with it, with Adam and the community, and it's great, and it's a no-brainer. And for owners, same thing. So um, I'm spilling the beans early a little bit, Karen, because of of your of your comment. So uh, thank you all um, for being here. If you're interested, just shoot me an email. Adam at roofstrategist.com. Uh, and I can share some more, do a little video reply back to you. And again, thank you all. Be safe, stay smart out there. Let's get things back to normal as much as possible. Remember to respect the boundaries of our customers and their neighbors and continue to adapt to our environment as they come to, um, as we need to. And last thing, when things go crazy, remember these seven steps. The first three are the most important. Address it head on, let them ream you, Repeat back what you heard and express that commitment to resolution. If you can do that, I promise you the chaos out there that will happen won't be that nightmare. I used to pucker up. I get the phone call and I'd see it and I'd be like, oh no. Now I was like, oh, we can handle this piece of cake. I handled a $75,000 loss with an uninhabitable home. And again, this was a human error. But when you do it the right way, it will lead to referrals. It will strengthen your reputation. Um, and it feels good to take care of people. So that is all. Thank you all for being here. 
and participating in the Lockdown Lives. We're going to keep them up. I'll let you know. I'll give you some notice on when, when things are going to kind of peter out. But um, yeah, this has been a blast. And I, I hope uh, you all have found some some light, I suppose, and inspiration and, and fun and, and value in attending these with me here in my growing and evolving little studio. And uh, that is all. Thank you all and appreciate the kind words and comments. Email me, adam at roofstrategist.com if you're interested in chatting about this potential, more tight-knit, ongoing um, uh, program that we might put together for you guys to, to, to kind of strengthen the community and give some more one-on-one uh, help and group support, things like that. So thanks a lot. Appreciate you guys. And I will see you tomorrow for another Lockdown Live. Hey, hey, thanks again for joining me for this week's episode of the Roof Strategist podcast and YouTube channel. If you are out on a roof or driving around, you'll find everything you need right there in the show notes. So click for all the links, the description, and if you have any questions, email me personally, adam at roofstrategist.com. Thanks again, and I will see you next Tuesday.